Welcome, everybody, to another episode of our live Q&A show on Fridays, our Puget Systems podcast. Today, we're joined by the VFX, viral VFX superstar, Julian Bass. Um, welcome. Thank you very much for taking your time out of the day to join us today. This is, I'm really, really excited. This is going to be so much fun. Yeah, thanks for, thanks for having me. So um, I always like to start off, just in case anybody doesn't know who you are, which I'm pretty sure most everybody ought to um go ahead and introduce yourself give us a little background who you are and what you do yeah hi i'm julian bass and i uh i've been doing visual effects and just filmmaking in general uh from the wee old age of 11 and um <laughs> recently or last year had like one of the times of my life um had a video just go mega viral and then everybody the, all the eyes we're just on me for a, for a, for a moment and seemingly haven't haven't gone away uh, <laughs> which isn't which is a great thing uh, but it's it's been a long journey and there's a lot more to go I'm 20 years old so I'm, I'm talking like oh yeah it's been a long journey as I've <laughs> traveled through hey, the ages but nine years is quite a while <laughs> yeah it's, it's been it's been a while and and I've just sort of been building to each moment each you know, stepping stone as, as I go. Um, that's awesome. Um, so th that's great. So actually I'm glad, obviously the, I think the kind of obvious question is since, since that really blew up, um, you know, you got retweeted by, I think the chairman or CEO of Disney and a bunch yeah. of other celebrities and things like that. Um, how has that altered like what you thought of like maybe your trajectory of life and, and things? Yeah. So, geez, I think about like a year ago today, I was uh, working at GCPS TV, commuting an hour and a half every day to go to Georgia State and then coming back home. Um, and now, right now, I'm in San Jose in, in, in a house that, you know, I'm working with my favorite people. I, I just... This whole scenario right now was not even in my mind um, wow. before. I mean, before July, the Fourth of July was really like when everything kind of happened. My my idea was that I was going to use VFX to sort of kind of break into the industry in a way. Okay, um, because it was just I, I went to Georgia State. I was the only person who knew how to do it. I went, you okay. know, like I was coming out of high school with like that skill and it was like, who else can VFX? And they were like, uh, no, we want to, they were all wanted to do cinematography or write and direct and oh. like everybody else. So, um, there was a bunch, like a million directors in the film major courses mm -hmm. and like the one VFX guy who can make the production value look great. Right. And like, and I, that's sort of what I brought to the table. And so okay. at the same time, <gasps> I was like, I could do that, and then I could weave my way as an actor and then do that, and then I can sort of write my own things, and as I come up through there, I can just kind of back pocket this and be like, hey, check this out. This is something I wrote. July 3rd happens, and they're all like, hey, um, we want to hear what you got. And I'm like, oh, the things I was saving for like 20 years later? Yeah, sure. Here's a, I wrote this script, and I wrote this, and I here's a movie, and it, all of that just – just happened in just a moment and um yeah it's like everything i've been preparing for just happened way faster than i was expecting Man. um no regrets awesome that's cool so i guess so the the 
the idea wasn't necessarily to dig deep into VFX. Um, you're kind of trying to take a different track to get around there. Yeah, I, I honestly, I didn't like see VFX and was like, I want to do VFX. I mm-hmm. saw like superheroes and wanted to be a superhero. So when yeah. I was making like videos when I was younger, I sort of just learned VFX by like for that reason, right? Like I wanted to do a video where I had like lightning in my hand. And so I was going to put lightning in my hand. Like I looked it up on YouTube, like looked it up how to do it. And I was like, oh, what is After Effects? I've never heard of that before. All this stuff that like sort of just snowballed into learning all these tech. I was literally just subconsciously learning all these good VFX techniques and it translated really well. And um, that like, that was really just what I had against everybody coming up Mm -hmm. uh, because I spent so much time with it so young. Okay. Yeah. Wow. That's pretty cool. Um, Well, I guess we kind of, we kind of touched on this already, but um, has your VFX work changed since blowing up and stuff? Um, Yeah. uh, I, I was doing a lot more like, um, like I did a video where it was, uh, I think like the last YouTube video that I did that was like VFX heavy was I think anime basketball. And I was doing like, you know, YouTube videos, like shorts, three, five minute videos. Um, I was submitting to film fest and things. Uh, I was, I was doing all that. And then TikTok came and kind of changed that a little bit. So I was working and going to school at the same time. And so I had, um, I just didn't have as much time to do like the longer I say longer form, but longer form, short form, you know? So it's not like the 10 second TikTok. It's like the two minute YouTube video. So I didn't have time to really do those, but I had time to like practice on TikTok. Mm-hmm. And that's when I saw like the, just the rise in the engagement. Um, and at the time there weren't like that many editors on, or like VFX people on TikTok. So I was like, okay, <laughs> kind of breaking the mold. Uh, ended up doing this event called the edit war with another editor. And, out of the woods they just all came and they're all the editors were like joining sides and like oh wow it was crazy it was like this really cool almost kind of like a, a little bit of a renaissance of like vfx people like kids getting into it and more experienced people finding their way on the app and um yeah so it's changed immensely what i do now with vfx um because it's gotta be it's for a different audience mm-hmm. it's for a different uh time time frame it's it's just a lot of different stuff and you don't there's not much subtlety <laughs> uh, sure. as much as i'd want there to be um but it's a lot of in your face and uh flashy stuff so yeah, yeah. so I, that brings up an interesting point um how like i guess the the workflow from like idea to finished product how is it different making like youtube videos versus tiktok yeah i i think i mean <laughs> It just takes hmm. my my process is all over the place sometimes, but I can say that there's definitely a lot more planning that goes into um, into like a YouTube video. Uh, And I you just don't want to shoot the same thing over and over again. Uh, Whereas with TikTok, if you're doing it 10 seconds, you can do the shoot. Uh, edit it, literally look at it and go, oh, I'm going to shoot that again. Um, <laughs> I was literally shooting a lot of these videos. There was that room before I had moved uh, right outside my bedroom door. 
And oh, right uh, if I turned like all the lights on, it would look like daytime. So I could shoot a video at one in the morning and like have it out at 5 p.m. You know, yeah. um, it was like a short like Ben 10 or like a transition or something like that. Um, yeah. So it's been it's a lot more. uh it's a lot more like on call. Like it's like uh, I'm trying to find the word for it. <laughs> you know, it's like man. you can. Have yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like you just you think of it, you do it, and it's like boom, done. Uh, whereas like the YouTube videos, I'm like, okay, like how do I brainstorm this? How do I? What's the script? Like what's the you know the breakdown of this stuff? Um, I'll I'll sometimes even map out and preset certain effects uh, beforehand. But with TikTok, it's just like it comes up and you just go for it do you find you're a lot more impulsive with the tiktok content or is it do you have like a, a main theme like all the time yeah um i feel like i've gotten less impulsive which oh. i think might be a bad thing i i used to be much more impulsive when mm-hmm. i wasn't getting paid to do it or i wasn't like you know working auxiliary to tiktok um and so i I used to just kind of be like, hey, this would be a cool effect. Let me do it. And now when I think about something, I'm like, hmm, should I tell like an agent about this who's going to then reroute me to somebody here who can get me like paid for it? Um, Or should I just do it? There's been so few projects that I've just done because I wanted to as of late. And I think that that's something that I need to probably get more into. I, I, I haven't posted a TikTok is well it's still february so (laughs) (laughs) sure Uh, but you know it just feels like uh last year i was just like on it every every couple weeks and then there was a there was a time though where you know it'd be a, a few months before i'd post um and it, it seems like outside looking in, it seems like it was taking me months to complete. Sure. Um, but it was really just like, I'm waiting for a solid idea. Okay. Uh, waiting for something that, that energizes me, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, that's that's what happened with the favorite heroes, uh, the one that, that blew up. I hadn't yeah. posted since May, and then here comes June, and I was like, you know what? I have an idea. I've been ruminating on this for a little bit, but... I think I have the perfect song. Thanks, Harry Styles. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. Uh, I'm curious too, as well. Um, now that you're kind of big and famous and you're having to, these interactions with, um, you know, I imagine Hollywood types and things like that. Does that, does that affect the sort of content that you think you can create? Like, are you afraid Disney's going to come down on you for making a Spider-Man video or something? Um, not really. You know, it's so like, I think I wouldn't like pitch them a Spider-Man video. Cause they would be like, yeah, I don't think we could do that. Sure. Um, but I have this like deal with them where it's like, I, like my content is still independent to me. So, okay. uh, it's almost like how, an actor on one of like the Marvel movies can like dress up as whoever they want for Halloween, you know, just don't like, you know, make an event, like show up to like a DC comics event, you know, like (laughs) it's one of those those things where um, I'm not like really locked down into anything as long as, you know, as long as I'm like a good person, which I think I, I believe I am. <laughs> I'd like to think so. Uh, I don't think I'm gonna like do anything off the rails or crazy that'll that'll anger anybody. 
Um, but we'll see. I just posted a video actually of me wearing this like Winnie the Pooh mascot head Ooh. and uh, skateboarding. And I think that that Winnie the Pooh is a Disney property, right? So I believe so. If they if they put the hammer down, then we'll have our answer. <laughs> but, okay. but otherwise, I mean, it's like it's whatever, you know. It's what's Julian. It's what Julian's doing. So <laughs> that's fair. That's pretty neat. So um, I guess what can you talk a little bit about what the future looks like for Julian Bass? Yeah, um, there's hmm, there's a lot that's going on at the same time. And, sure. and it's like um, I, I'm so I, while I'm doing, you know, like the promotional stuff, um, TikTok, uh, Instagram, social media. Mm-hmm. At the same time that's going on, there's also like certain scripts and certain projects that like longer form things, TV series, movies that, you know, we're pushing out. Sure. Um, and then at the same time as that, there's me doing voice acting reads. There's me doing just reads for acting in general and then um of course all the general meetings with everybody and there's just so much so the the future looks bright um but a little too bright because i can't see exactly what i'm trying to pin um but there's been a few things i've booked a few things Uh, it's just like waiting for sort of the film industry as a whole is of course the pandemic is like sure I bet I would have already – I've never been to L.A., mm-hmm. believe it or not. Um, but I bet I would have been there had this pandemic not been a thing. If um, in the midst of all this, like, commotion, I would have had a lot of these meetings in person. But <laughs> they're all over Zoom now and um, and everything. It's just, like – it's just changed. And so I've had to wait a lot. Um I've like, like I said, I, I booked like a couple, uh, like a role or so that they're like, mm-hmm. ah, I don't even know if we're making this movie. Oh, wow. <laughs> Cause right now it's like, it's like they only make the movies that have to be made, you know, like they'll oh. make the Marvel movies, they'll make the sequel movies. Um, but you're like smaller productions, um, are slowly starting to get back into, you know, um, into the swing of things, but you know, they're like, yeah, we're not going to halt on Mission Impossible or, you know, any like s- subsequent Star Wars thing. Or, I mean, they'll find a way because right. those are like the money makers. Sure. Um, so that's what I and I was told that you know, it's like Julian, they'll make the movies they have to make before they can branch out, and um, sort of that's like the little bit of the battle, but it's clearing up. Awesome. Yeah. Ah, that's cool. That's cool. Um, I wanted to mention how how does how does it feel to be where people are pushing? They they want you to be Miles Morales. Yeah. Um, that feels insane. <laughs> that that's got to be super cool, especially I as a mean, fan of Spider Man. I I'm the biggest fan of Spider Man that exists anywhere ever. <laughs> um, I <laughs> I remember there was a time. Where I went to New York, um, and that's where my whole family and everybody's from New York. So I visit there uh, before we moved to Georgia. Uh, but I was visiting, and the um, there was this shirt. I got this cool little shirt. It had like this Spider-Man design on it, and I was like, "This is awesome! This is so cool! I love this shirt!" And I would wear it like all the time, every day. Uh, I wore it for like years and years and years till I grew out of it, but. Um, didn't know that that was 
the design for Miles Morales until like two years in. It was the uh, it was the red and black like V. It almost looked like a V neck kind of design. That was like the original okay. design. Um, and I was just wearing it like just like, oh, yeah, this is way cooler than, you know, uh, until one of my friends brought it up. I was like, oh, that's really cool. Julian, you're wearing the Miles Morales. I was like, who is that? And then began my journey. And then getting to see him on screen animated was just like amazing. Um, and then to hear people be like, hey, you should be you should be Spider-Man. I'm like me. I'm just a I'm just a, a kid from somewhere. I can't be Spider-Man. And then they're like, that's what Miles would say. <laughs> like, OK, well, you know what? I, I don't know what I'm supposed to do. How am I supposed to be? You know, um, but there's a lot of um, it's like. Oh my gosh! Just this is one of those dream come true things, you know. Um, but for anybody who's like a fan of something and just gets to be a part of it, um, heck, I would be, I would, I would be happy being the uh, extra classroom student in the back who raises his hand for like the one scene at the end of the Marvel movie. Oh, the teacher goes miles and then that's it i don't have a line and they're like mile like <laughs> and everybody's like oh shit. you know <laughs> that's all but um that would be deep. but yeah i i there's i've been speaking with uh the folks over at marvel um and so that's all i'm gonna say because it's, i don't know what i'm allowed to say um i understand yeah. uh, <laughs> in, in the tech in the tech industry i have to dance around things that i have to be sure like wait did i was i told something nda can i say that and so I'd, yeah yeah it's better not to say anything <laughs> yeah they, they told me they were like yeah you can mention that you've talked to us but don't go too far and i was like okay all right so I'll you don't like the title of the spider-man movie or anything yeah I, there's nothing about spider-man <laughs> that i can say about anything yeah <laughs> i don't even know who that guy is who is yeah, who, 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 spider they, nah. never um so so um you recently put out a a bit of a vlog which mentioned puget systems very nice thank you um and what kind of blew my mind was the five months in two days comment so the the deep fake you were crunching on that for five months on your previous machine and so did you start all over with the with the new machine and it, it yeah yeah i started from zero iterations so i yeah i did this video where um i was trying to deep fake two seconds two seconds of deep fake <laughs> this is unbelievable uh for like to get my face to be like will smith for like two seconds yeah. um and i just it was it took forever i didn't think that it would take that long um but yeah i'm, I'm running this thing you know uh for five months on on my uh, this old computer and like oh gosh it still didn't like look as good as the puget version it was not as clean yet wow. um i was able to get to like a hundred and you're supposed to get to like 150,000 iterations i did 200,000 iterations on the puget computer in like two days and I didn't, I couldn't believe it. And one of the things, so when I was learning to deep fake, one of the things that, um, that I kept hearing was like, Oh, it's trial and error. How am I supposed to do trial and error? Like two times a year. (laughs) (laughs) I was really, I was really blown. I was like, there's no way these, 
they expect me to do trial and error having to wait for this results like this um but i ran the deep fake about four or five different times on this same computer um while the other one was still running just for the fun of it Um, (laughs) but i I ran it like a bunch of times, was able to do trial and error, able to learn what certain things do. And then I was like, well, I have extra time. Why don't I try all the different types of um, like styles of deep fake? So there's like the um, there's the uh, you can do like the avatar version. You can do the um, oh, I'm forgetting the names of these. All right. It's, it's been forever. Um, but let me think. I know the name of it. I'm gonna look it up right now. That's right. I'm gonna find just, it. I'm not too knowledgeable on it myself, or I would help out. <laughs> yeah, no, um, I use Deepface Lab, which is, mm-hmm. I guess, it's like one of like the best ones um, that they use. But there's, I think, seven different. Oh, here it is. Yeah, there we go. All right. So there's conversions that you can do. You can do SAE, SAE HD, Quick 96, um, and then Avatar also. Um, and I was like, I don't know what the difference is between all of these. And I was able to go through all of them and <laughs> just try it, just like see what's what changes. Um, I was able to see, oh, what if I did the half face? What if I did the full? And what if I did this, that, and the other? Just a crazy experience. Um, <laughs> really like i wasn't super like well versed with computers um prior and so i had sort of been just kind of i was like and people would assume that i was that's the other thing i was good at they were like hey julian uh you know you made that art on the computer can you like help fix my computer i'm like first of all never used the windows computer before second of all i don't even know what the problem is here they were like opening command prompt and stuff. I was like, what is this? Huh. Um, and terminal and stuff. I, I didn't know any of it. And I had to like learn what RAM was. That That's how like much <laughs> I did know. I was yeah. editing videos for years. Didn't know what RAM was. Well, hey, I was like, I, I don't know. That's it. That's, that's all I knew. Well, and that's, I mean, I don't know how it, I couldn't fix a drill, even though I use one. Like it's similar. It's a tool for you. Like it's not your job to have to know how it works as long as it does work. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I think that it's also been super helpful. Like now knowing once I started pushing the limits um, and that's something I always wanted to do. And I guess it makes sense that, you know, when I was younger and trying effects for the first time um, I wasn't really pushing it to its farthest um but once you start getting into ai and and um especially even starting to do stuff in blender 3d and and stuff like that that's when it um (laughs) that's when it piles on that's when it gets a little heavier um to do uh and that's when i learn and just a lot more reading than i expected to ever do um (laughs) as an artist uh but you know you would expect there to be video tutorials right for everything um just about but I ended up finding myself on forums more so than on a video, um, which is, yeah, I. It's interesting to hear. Yeah, I would have never thought. I, I started to, <laughs> I got to the point where I would Google things and then scroll down to the part where it would be like the Q and A's from certain forums. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, and I, and I just go through those and and read on like Adobe's website and stuff and just read, just read, 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 and. Um, 
it made me it's sort of like <laughs> it sort of made me think back to like the times when like my teachers and stuff would be like oh you know you you know reading will never leave you and i'm like what oh, i can do art what do i need to read for you know i can find video tutorials for a guy that talks to me and tells me what i have to do and like pictures and stuff um but here i am finding information that i didn't know i couldn't find in a video um or found faster on a page than I did on a video. So wow. yeah, it's, it's, it's been a crazy experience with this computer. This is awesome. like, this thing's a monster. Yeah. I, I love like it. <laughs> so, like, so early on, um, I kind of came to the idea that like Puget sells time. Right. right. Like, yeah. The, and, and I think your example of the deep fake is, is probably one of the best examples of that. Like five months versus two days. How much, how, how many projects could you have been doing in those five months where your computer was, was crunching these numbers versus, right. or, you know, and that's just, it's incredible. Uh, I think yeah. that's amazing. The difference there. Yeah. I think the, the, and that's, that precisely that what how many projects could i have, it's like opportunity cost I, mm -hmm. I literally had so i was doing this initially on an, uh, an imac so it was like running ios but i mm -hmm. also had camp to run windows right so i would edit um i had after effects and everything on the apple side and then i had the deep face lab and a couple of other like programs on the um on the windows side because i couldn't run uh 32-bit applications anymore with the new Ooh. ios mm -hmm. who knew um and i was like why did they why did you do that and they were like well because we're apple buy it mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um <laughs> so i uh i was i would use final cut though like all the time and so i was like all right i need this thing um when i'm running the deep fake i can't edit my other videos Right. I can't. I'd have to stop it, restart the computer, go back into the uh, bootcamp assistant, and go open the um, the iOS. There, there was quite literally the opportunity cost of me not being able to use the computer and running the deepfake, so I couldn't yeah. do anything Man. at all. As soon as I opened another application, it would slow down immediate immensely. Oh yeah, so, yeah. It, it's heavy duty stuff. That's this hardcore AI challenge yeah. with the deepfake stuff is intense um but but that hits a um on an interesting thing are there now having the power that you do are there like ideas or or projects that um you, you can do now that you wouldn't be able to before oh yeah definitely there was um there was actually a project i was doing and and this is something i'm gonna actually pick up on this this computer uh there was a project i was doing in um back at georgia state uh it was a it was a project with it, it was like a uh, it, it was for a film fest right okay and so we did this um we were planning to do this effect where it was using eb synth to uh turn sort of like paintings into moving like video uh, and so what we would do is we'd like mask out a person like moving we'd use like ai to merge um like a paint stroke or, or like a landscape or something to merge that with the image and then you could use eb synth to sort of synthesize the in-between frames and okay. it would literally be like a moving painting wow. 
Um, and so using that like process um, and having to do all this masking and stuff, uh, EB synth ran extremely slow. Of course, sure. um, because I wasn't running it properly on the on the right um, system. But uh, I remember doing part of I did a part of um, the deep fake when I was learning and then just trying to train it um, in EB synth. I did a like one pass of it and it was just like like that again. It's just another one of those like really quick things that just blew me away that I thought I had to get up and walk away from uh, and then came back and it was like, oh, it was done like. 30 minutes ago when I started it. Okay. <laughs> I thought I was going to have to wait. Um, but that's a project that we never got to finish. Oh, hit the mic. Uh, this project we never got to finish because we ran out of time. Sure. The effect took too long. Um, and I, that was like, ah, it's like such a big hit because I had, I really put like everything I had into this thing. And, um, and like it was the first time I had ever, really like failed at like oh. a complete project like that mm-hmm. um i had like some i had people on board and 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 folks helping me out and oh man it just like it like really hurt and i didn't want to like have to look at the prod or even think about it but um then eb synth you know kind of came back into my mind and then the idea sort of like revamped and there's definitely ways to really make it new and so yeah with the power that this has there's way more that i can do with that um especially as it pertains to pertains to ai Mm -hmm. and uh i'm getting into blender now too so that's the other thing so there's the ai stuff and then there's the 3d um Mm -hmm. that accompanies it and that's that's turning out great there's a, a project that i'm doing right now um where I'm using, I don't know if you've heard of this, it's P-I-F-U-H-D, and it can basically take, it's a code that can take a picture of a human being um, and turn it into a 3D mesh. Oh, cool. Just like, like from, from one photo. From oh, one, nice. Yeah, and it gets like the 360, I don't know how it works. I, I really have no clue, but um, I'm, I was going through like this uh, breakdown and demonstration of it to uh, basically follow it kind of like a tutorial. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm using that. <laughs> oh my goodness. I'm using that to self fracture myself and like break myself into like pieces. Oh, neat. Uh, and so just the whole world of like creating CG body doubles is a lot easier now. Awesome. <laughs> Not something without uh, outside of my reach. I don't have to model my entire figure. Yeah. Wow, that's that's amazing to hear from just one photo. Because um, I've I on the fringes of like photogrammetry, where you'll take a whole bunch of pictures like all around a thing, and then it'll put it together into the point cloud or three D mesh, and yeah. from there you can play around with it. So that's kind of mind blowing from just a single photograph that it can give you like the depths and, and all of that. Yeah. You, I, you would be surprised with some of the results these, and I would think that, um, let me see if there was a, if there's like a page here too. Um, but yeah, there's like the detail and just, I don't even know how it gets the backs of people. Like there's a woman yeah. wearing like a skirt here. There's a guy wearing a suit and it's got like the wrinkles of him pinching the suit together in his arm. And he's got his hair like uh, it's everything. Wow. 
it's really got the whole thing and it's like one of his legs is in front of the other like his legs are crossed and it's still getting the other leg behind it man yeah it's it's insane um yeah i could probably Uh, drop a i could probably drop a link to like the site too yeah yeah sure i want to see the um let me uh is that something i would drop like in this little uh there should be a button for private chat i think yeah 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 all right yeah and then i can share it out to everybody else oh wow i'll share this out to everybody too wow that's pretty cool yeah I'm always fascinated with the things people are doing because I think, I think the general public just assumes AI is like robot overlords, right? They they see the Boston (laughs) dynamic stuff and they're like, Oh, AI and Skynet, but they, they don't, uh, or, or it's just so subtle these days Mm -hmm. where um, like your phone knows that you're trying to take a picture of a landscape. So it automatically changes how the, the, you know, depth of field and stuff, things like mm-hmm. that. That's all AI. That's from millions yeah. and millions of photographs being taken. And yeah, it, it's incredible the things that they, yeah. they're doing. They're finally adding AI to um, the Adobe programs. Yeah, Adobe yeah. Their, sensei, their sensei thing is really crazy powerful. I'm, yeah. <laughs> like they're just, just content aware fill in mm-hmm. uh, Photoshop and After Effects. Yeah. The After Effects one blew me away. I was like, how? It's a video. How in the moving cameras and stuff going in front? I think that's probably the biggest part is like you don't – the tracking. Like you cut out a balloon or something. You don't want that there as you're sweeping across a building, and it Mm -hmm. knows to keep taking that that out. And That's That's unreal. I found I found a lot of success with the uh, the new Roto brush that they powered with Adobe Sensei and the Roto brush mm-hmm. too. It is a game changer. It's a oh. lifesaver and a game changer. There's been projects yeah. that I'm like I'm not going to be able to do this. Um, that Will Smith project, mm-hmm. I because I was doing like the deep fake and I was like, okay, this is going to take me like a whole year to finish. Sure. Um, I ended up this was I started this project before Roto brush two came out. Okay, and so I was literally going frame by frame to do the clones in this video, which turned out like the best clones I've ever done. Um, <laughs> they're like passing in front of each other and doing all this stuff. Um, I started this project with Roto brush one. And then like, as time went by, as I'm like waiting on the deep fake, um, <laughs> Roto brush two comes along. And then um, by now I have this compu- uh, Puget computer. I did that all in just like one go and was able to kind of do all of that work that I did prior with Rotobrush 2, like in just a second. It's the AI. It's so smart. It's, it's so cool. <laughs> oh man, that's cool here. So we actually have a question from YouTube from it's your boy uh, talking about EB Synth. He asks, how hard is EB Synth to run on somewhat recent hardware? And how does it scale in terms of the graphics when moving from, let's say, stick figures to full blown art? Hmm. Okay. Yeah. I think. Um... So EB Synth definitely gets the job done, um, especially if you're on like recent uh, recent hardware. It, it'll 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 do its thing, um, like, but in the same way that the iMac would complete an EB Synth 
thing too but this you know having like the built something built for it would just really streamline that um mm-hmm. like we were talking about like time yeah. um and how does it scale in terms of graphics i, I think i need you to explain a little bit more like six figures to full-blown art um i think what i what i used it for was basically taking say like my face and mm-hmm. um, i say hey guys i'm julian and there's like and i took like i don't know starry night from vincent van gogh okay and it can i used a separate ai i didn't use eb synth for this but i used a separate ai to um sort of merge like the picture like one frame of my face doing that and then what eb synth does is it takes that reference image and applies it to the rest of the um the frame so you'll okay. export your video in like a, a sequence so you'll have like all the frames of your footage mm-hmm. drop those in the eb synth and then it will take that one reference and they, they have a demo actually on their website where it's this guy walking and it's like they just used a painted version of him mm-hmm. um but using it in um in conjunction with ai uh i don't know if you've seen oh have you seen those images of like people taking like spaghetti mm-hmm. uh, and like it's like synthesized into like another image oh sure yeah it where to like be like a dog face in there somewhere yeah yeah right and yeah. that's basically using that ai to do that so imagine if you took that one spaghetti image and say the dog image was the first sequence in a video oh EB Synth would it be able to make a video out of the rest of that wow okay yeah, yeah. okay that's, that's, and then that's an insane one i can that's... i can actually drop a link to EB Synth in the thing sure yeah. yeah, that's wow. Again, just incredible advancements in technology and machine learning are is just mind blowing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. yeah, on that homepage, it really shows you what it's able to do, and oh man, it's just a beautiful. Yeah, I want to check this out myself. Actually, give me just a second. <laughs> oh, okay, I get it. I get yeah. it wow yeah and so one of the things that they would recommend you do is like you you know paint the frame yourself but you know if you're not a painter you can that's where the ai comes in and mm-hmm. like can supplement that um but yeah it's really it's pretty wow that is that is cool um so you you see you've been doing this since you were 11. um what sort of i'm i guess do you have advice for beginners, that sort of a thing? What are some of the things that you've you've really taken away from your experience with VFX? Yeah, um, oh, there's a few things actually. I I I think um, the first thing I would say is uh, VFX is like any other art, um, and art is just like any other passion. Um, it's one of those things that you're like uh, you can get easily discouraged from doing. Um, like anything you're passionate about, it's easier. There's there's always like the playing it safe, like, you mm-hmm. know, like um, ways to get discouraged in what you're doing. So I like as cliche as it sounds, like the first and foremost thing is to like never give up. Um, and it's way easier to do when you're actually doing something you love to do. Yeah. So like, that's why, that's why, you know, when people are like, oh, Julian, I want to do like exactly what you do. And I'm like, do you? 
because if you don't like if you want to be like a performer and like act in things right and maybe don't want to actually do the vfx but you see the final product and you're like oh it'd be cool to be like the superhero guy getting the recognition for it <laughs> um, that would be you know then you'd have to like gear yourself towards what you really want to do um, otherwise you're going to be miserable behind the computer like oh you know like, this is taking too long i don't know how julian does it blah 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 and like you're just going to give up um yeah and there's like you're not gonna get a hit the first time you go. Um, yeah. I mean, maybe you do. Hey, I don't know. But <laughs> I've been like I've just been doing it for so long, and um, you can't really just live off of that one um, that one hit. You gotta be consistent. Um, sure. Otherwise, it's like I mean, otherwise, and and it's no pressure. Like that's the other thing too. Like if I made that favorite heroes video and was like, yeah, that's gonna be the last TikTok I ever make ever because I want to be a baker. So, yeah. you know, bye. <laughs> like, it's no big deal. Like, you can't let everybody else's expectations of what they want you to be make you who you are. Um, it's, it's up to you to decide. And so um, that's one of the big takeaways is just don't get discouraged. And that comes in a lot of different forms. I think that's mm -hmm. another thing to watch out for. Um, because it's not always going to be, and it sometimes won't ever be, people saying that you can't do something. Um, it sometimes it's sometimes it's your family. Sometimes it's your family saying uh, it'd be better to you know play it safe and do this instead, or um, maybe like you know don't do this for you know, for whatever reason, or they're encouraging you to do other things that aren't exactly in line with what you want. Um, that's one of the things that I I had to kind of go through a little bit. Um, my mom, of course, like I said, was was an educator, um, and so she was like you know, like education, 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 um, you know, go to college, go to college, go to college. And I'm like, okay, yeah, I'll go. I'll go. Um, and I went there to basically learn things that I already knew and came out, um, with nothing. And, <laughs> and so I was like, look, it's, everybody's different. You know, you, you yeah. she has a PhD, um, but that's her, you know, right. I'm not, I'm not her. Uh, we, we have different paths, different passions, different things we want to do. Um, my brother, super ac academic. He's like, he wants to be an engineer. That's what he's going to do. Right. You know? And if I, so say I was like the artist dad or whatever, and I was like, no, you know what? You should really lean into, to, you know, making your own things and, you know, and maybe he just wanted to learn. So you got to be yourself. You got to keep doing what you got to do. And the other thing is, um, the last thing I would say is uh, there's always resources. Mm -hmm. There's never going to be an instance where you don't have the thing you need. Um, there will be things that you'll want. Like After Effects was something I wanted, um, but I was still going to create no matter what. Right. Okay. Um, and I didn't have it for like the first maybe few years that I was starting out. Wow. Um, so I, I would I would literally <laughs> there would be times and uh, where you know you'd pop open a tutorial and you'd mm -hmm. see like After Effects and just close it <laughs> immediately. That's oh. <laughs> um, like my um, my housemate Isaac had the same experience. He, we talked about that. Just been like, yeah, before you had it, it's just like was just like a, such a turn off. He's like, mm -hmm. oh, I need After Effects for this, um, but it didn't stop me. You know, there's always resources. <laughs> And um, one of the things that I want to do, one of my goals is making sure that um, 
people have access to some of the more necessary resources if, if they want to do really want to do VFX and the things that I do um, and really want to create art like this. Yeah. Um, I think that there's a tremendous amount of interest that just like when I I'm black surprise um, <gasps> <What>? <laughs> I'm black and I didn't see anyone like me in VFX whatsoever. It, I didn't think that there was an interest for some reason among like young, you know, African-Americans, uh, people of color. I just assumed that I was the only one who wanted to do it. Um, and wow. becoming that beacon and seeing all the people who do want to do it, it makes it just like, oh my gosh, it's a resource thing. I'm lucky. Um, yeah. And I, you know, had a computer to start with. And some people just don't have the thing to start. Um but that you'll never be without it. Uh, and I think that like, if you really want it, you'll find your way, you know, you'll find like a computer to like rent or you'll find a public library. Um, and so I, I say this, there is a problem with the resources um, and how they're dispersed. And we, we were talking about education before this came on. It's a problem mm -hmm. with how like, um, how education's funded and things like that. Um, but also, if you're in a situation where you're being or you feel like you're being held back by the resources that you're provided, don't let that be the thing that stops you. So that's like how to, you know, manage those two things. Like, don't let that be the thing. Like, if I didn't have a computer, I would just draw and make flip books. You know, before that was what I was doing before I had a computer. I was just animating that way. Wow. Every, po every post-it notepad had some sort of drawing on it, whether it was a bouncing ball or a guy doing a backflip or somebody waving. Um, and they just got more intricate. And then I started making comics and started just, it was just like art is art, you know, uh, you're going to find your way to do it uh, and make what you want. And, um, and never, Oh my gosh, never throw away anything. Ever. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah throw away. I made a comic when I was like, um, in elementary school it was this like 20 page thing um it was just all stick figures and i only delineated like who was who by like one guy with a top hat and one guy, uh, was a hot dog and so, yeah it was like this weird the, the weirdest story it was called payday and it was this like homeless guy who like wins the lottery um or no he wins big at like vegas or something instead of somebody giving him a coin they give him like a token and he likes he wins the jackpot and it turns out he's a superhero <laughs> and it turns out aliens invade and awesome. then space pirates were following the aliens who were looking for a new homeland and then they like turned the earth into a hot dog and it was like a whole thing i would have thrown this thing away or should have um but i didn't and i used it i used that idea of the space pirates and the aliens and everything film dust <laughs> i ran the table with a film fest i won like i was nominated for like six out of the seven awards and won five out of the six wow and the the way that i used it was like there was this kid who meets his favorite director and he's pitching him his movie idea and mm -hmm. as he's it's that story um and it's like he's yeah, the director ends up stealing the idea in the end um, oh. it, it was one of those things i was like gosh i'm glad i never like got rid of that it's just something that you can just recycle and um sure. back to and anything you create yeah hold on to it oh that's so neat 
Oh, I love to hear that. That's so that's funny. Oh man. Oh. Excuse me. <laughs> um I'm curious how how difficult it was to move from Final Cut to I imagine you use Premiere Pro now. I have never in my life used Premiere Pro. Oh, oh my I just <laughs> I, I, I <laughs> actually <laughs> uh, believe it or not. Um oh. I should probably get into using Premiere Pro because there's actually a couple features that I will be making good use of pretty soon. Um but Final Cut, I everything I use do in After Effects, I just port over to Final Cut. Um Okay. So I do like app, anything that's VFX intensive um, stays on Puget and stays in After Effects, stays here. Uh, but if I'm just like doing final composites or like sound effects and stuff, that's the other thing. I like the sound effect li- sound effects library. <laughs> that oh, yeah. I have. It's just kind of like easy to use and I don't have to worry about like licensing anything. Sure. Um, so yeah that's a weird thing that i don't think a lot of people know i still use final cut um and was using it when i was working too um at gcps tv Mm -hmm. is it weird to um like how do you think that affects your like the overall workflow is was it it is a bit strange um and i was the one of the things that i was planning to do was just trying to like set up like a shared hard drive so i don't have to like flash drive like pull everything off and roll over to the other side of the desk for um for each project um and i could just like do it like sort of just all in one uh one go it's i don't know it's what i'm most comfortable with sure and i think that's you know that's the one thing i take away from it is just like as long as like it gets the job done um, and there's not like a, any like visible, I mean, like I said, like most people don't know anyway <laughs> that I still use Final Cut. Um, so I, I think it, it has its, it's the best thing to learn on. I think um, if you're like starting out, it's super easy. Um, but I also think that like I said, there's features on Premiere Pro that mm-hmm. I really could use. <laughs> and so that's why I'm going to have to like learn it at least a bit. Um, especially they added this new feature like where you could reframe like widescreen uh, footage into like um, like the iPhone oh. like vertical. Right, right. Yeah, which is super, super helpful. Um, and something that I'm actually gonna need to do as i start to get more vlogs off and want to just like put like clips of that onto like tiktok and stuff um i think they also have that in adobe rush too so i might just do it there i think so yeah so we'll see oh that's that's pretty cool so um i'm kind of curious how have you handled the fame i suppose or the exposure and stuff like um because it, I imagine it could be easy to almost just run away from it. Yeah, I think um, it's – and so I'm going to say this. Uh, my experience isn't everybody else's experience, sure. um, but it's been a phenomenal one. It has been, like, so easy to, like, just kind of ease into it. There's been, like – there's just the support system – that kind of came from even like I have my parents, I have my family and I have everybody else like around me, like my friends and family like that. But even like just 
the bigger names um like from all of, like off the back of that tweet people who i've kept in touch with like directors and things and actors and and people who i i'm like i'm a huge fan and they're like yeah i'm a fan of you too i'm like no you're not <laughs> like get out of here uh but they're everybody's just like came in to support and i think that thankfully i wasn't like uh no i don't I'm, i don't know how to handle this and uh, gosh i'm scared fortunately i um i just had a cool head about it um and and i was able to like just hang in there um i don't know it a lot of people say that um and this is why I was prefacing what I said before. A lot of people will say that, oh, you know, oh, the fame will change you and, you know, all your friends will become enemies and they'll always just want to get stuff from you and, you know, watch out yeah. for this, that and the other. Um, and it's it hasn't been like that at all. Not not even close. Um, it could be a the people I surround myself with, um, but also I don't think people are as intrinsically horrible as they seem or the, as they're made out to seem. Uh, yeah. When people like talk about like these big companies and like you know Disney and all this, you know, they're like, oh, it's the it's they're evil. And it's like ah, it's just people who work at a place. You know, you ever been to Walmart? Yeah. You know? It's like it's like I guess as an entity, you can think that a company is maybe evil or does like certain things that you know. I just think that once you get to be in it and you just realize that the people who are in this sort of larger film industry are filmmakers. And all they want to do is create. And sometimes, you know, they, they, they roll their eyes at like having to do certain things because of money. Um, but, you know, we're all just trying to like do our best to like just make the things that we want to make um, at the end of the day. Oh, uh, Uh-oh. a little bit. Sorry about that. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, that, at the end of the day, like it's it's all it's all good. Um it's always been fantastic. Uh, this is a weird thing, but uh, it, when I was in high school, they like voted me most likely to be famous. So I guess hey. they called it. <laughs> I, I mean, and so like that's one of the things that like we would um, be we would be looking towards, um, or or that they were looking forward to. Uh, and talking about and i just like remember messing around with my friends being like oh sorry i'm getting a phone call from marvel studios now i can't talk about that anymore (laughs) i can't even like act like that's not a thing that happens um but yeah yeah it's been uh, tremendous that's so cool how neat uh one oh 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 uh we have a couple more questions from from youtube uh love joy plus ask what would julian's dream voice acting role be that's a tough question love joy i think my uh my dream voice acting role i i want to play a villain just any villain particularly i think that I don't really come off as menacing on the camera. <laughs> so I um, I would have to like, I just know my voice can go there. Yeah. You know, like I can, uh, I can, yeah, I can really, I have like a deep register in my voice and, and like a lot of versatility there. Um, I just feel like it would come off a lot better if it was visualized as like an animated character. Yeah, <laughs> and, yeah. Um, and yeah, I just love animated villains. I love like Hades. 
from Ooh. Hercules. Just yeah, yeah. like not a conventional like deep villain voice. It's more of like a you know you're talking like this, um, <laughs> you know whatever. Kill Hercules, whatever. Do it. Do what you gotta do. Um, but it's like it comes off so well. It's just like when he blows up and gets mad. It's like ah, oh, it's such like a a range there. Um, instead of always being like big angry like Ganondorf type oh, villain. Sure. Um, but yeah. Yeah, I don't know if I have a particular one. Um, but yeah, it's always the originals that are the greatest. You you, you kind of, uh, just a, my own little piece on this, we, you kind of went down like that. And it reminded me a lot of um, the old Batman, the animated series. Yes. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> it I, sounded almost on, like, super on point. <laughs> so the one thing, uh, when I used to, like, get into voice acting, it was, like, when I started doing this stuff, I used to do, like, fan dubs sure. of, like, Kevin Conroy's Batman. Yeah. Um, because I just would watch the animated series, watch Justice League, all the things that I, and I familiarized myself with Kevin Conroy's Batman voice. So when people were like, do the Batman voice, they would think Christian Bale, and oh. I would give them Kevin Conroy. Right. And so to me, to me, that is the Batman voice. That is the perfect Batman voice. Yeah. Yeah. That's See, the one. Right. When, <laughs> I, I think that like, I don't know, something of something about like, it just sounds right. It just sounds it right. Does. So I would only do Batman things yeah. and um, just be all where's Joker, you know, <laughs> where are the detonators? Yeah. <laughs> this seems a little shallow for you. Right, Clark, Diana. Oh, it's great! It's so good. It's um, it was years ago um, at Emerald City Comic Con. The a, a bunch of a bunch of voice actors, um, Pinky the Brain, um, the guy who did Bender, Kevin Conroy. They did a um, a table read of uh, Star Wars. Like oh the fir- the first the first few scenes out of a New Hope, as as their different characters and stuff, and Kevin Conroy was the the narrator, the he would set the scene and things like that, and it was it was just so much fun. Oh my goodness! <laughs> There's a it's on YouTube if you if you look it up. I yeah, think it's I, I gotta see that. Yeah, I watched um we just watched a documentary actually um with John DiMaggio the Bender, mm-hmm. um and he did a, a documentary called I Know That Voice where it was just like um it's just like a documentary about voice actors and like just who they are and like getting to see their faces like for the first time um and gosh that's it's voice acting such a rewarding thing i think if like you have like an iconic voice right and you can at least like walk around and not be recognized and like have to you know have like a normal life but still like surprise someone like yeah hey i'm the voice of I don't know. I'm the voice of Mr. Krabs. Right. And, <laughs> and like you didn't do it for someone and then you just like, I don't know. That's, that seems like one of the most rewarding things ever. Oh, for sure. And I imagine too, voice actors, like, like you mentioned, you can just kind of have a normal life. Mm-hmm. You're not, you don't have the, the, the public face. And so right. you just yeah. go about your day and nobody's trying to shake your hand and take pictures and autographs and stuff. And yeah. Yeah. <laughs> still go to amusement parks <laughs> right like, yeah get those before, uh, I, uh, before I book something <laughs> uh, so one one final question I think we can squeeze this one in Espro Cali asked have you used blender and you did mention you were starting to get into that um, yeah how's that been going yeah so when I was younger I started using blender because it was free open source um, and then I stopped using it for a while up until 2.8. 
Uh, so the big like kind of overhaul of the entire um, UI and, and everything uh, in Blender 2.8, it's almost like relearning a new thing um, because it's just so different, but much more friendly. Um, so I start, so I'm sort of like on my journey again to relearn Blender and um, I've used Blender for, uh, I'll be using Blender today uh to do to finalize an, an effect um which was what we were talking about like uh pifuhd mm-hmm. um i think i'll just call it pifu but i don't know if that oh, sounds disgusting um <laughs> but i i was i would use blender to sort of like um i used it for uh, a couple of like star wars videos and uh i use that in conjunction with element 3d in after effects uh which is the best ever um that's one that's one that's from video copilot they have like this plugin that you can do like import obj files and like edit 3d in after effects and it it really it's unbelievable you can do obj sequences which is what i'm about to do um and just if you've seen um any of like i did this video for example um where uh, I was uh, just like, it was a Jimmy John's thing. I was like, yeah, it said a text bubble that said Jersey Mike's has the best subs. And then like I punched through it and like time <laughs> freezes and it's like all these blocks um, as it like sort of pans around me. That was, I think, one of my more recent uses of Blender. Um, that and Diamond Head doing a backflip in that favorite Heroes, Heroes video. Mm-hmm. Oh, but, um, Okay. Yeah, there's a lot that After Effects can do. <laughs> um, there's so much. Uh, even now, like doing, um, it's not smoke simulations, but uh, particle simulations. You, you can do like fluid oh. simulations with trap code mm-hmm. particular in After mm-hmm. Effects and um, doing like some Avatar, the last airbender kind of effects with that is, yeah, on the horizon. Oh, cool. Oh, so. There's a yeah, little little sneak peek there. Cool. Yeah, I'm I'm excited for that. Oh, that'll be fun. Oh, right on. Well, um, let's see. Oh, yeah, that does put us just a touch over our hour. So um we'll we'll wrap it up. We'll say goodbye. Uh is there anything you'd like to mention, shout out, or anything like that before we go? Uh no, I'm all good. Um just be on the lookout. I'll be around. All right. <laughs> be seeing my face some more. Yeah, for sure. Uh, but so thank you very much, Julian, for taking the time out of the day joining us today. It, this has been a lot of fun and I'm so excited for for to for your future. It's really cool. Uh, yeah. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah. And uh, thank you to the audience as well for joining us today. Uh, we have moved to just Fridays only. So um, but stay tuned. We uh, every Friday at 1 p.m. Pacific. And um, yeah, I guess we'll see you all next time. Bye. Adiós.